Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's hard to get super stoked, I understand, about a game-winning hit when it's Yoshi Tsutsugo and an infield chopper that produces the result. But I assure you that there was something more within it, very much worth appreciating. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way. Bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates 2, Rockies 1. As Derek Shelton would appropriately say afterward, we needed this one. I don't even care to know what all he meant by that, but I'd like to think that everyone in the organization felt like they were on some sort of self-blast after their embarrassing loss on Sunday. I don't believe that that's the case, but like I said, I'd like to think that. But the manager did say something to that effect, not once, but twice in his post-game press conference, and he usually doesn't make mention of outcomes in one direction or the other, whether it's a win or a loss. So maybe, maybe, maybe. Anyway, what ended up happening that won the game that was significant is that Kibrian Hayes opened the Pittsburgh eighth with a single that he stroked into right field. He then stole second base. He then took third on Daniel Vogelback's ground out to the right side. And then Yoshi, <laughs> as much as you can ask from Yoshi anymore, Hits a high chopper that goes way up over the mound, lands in front of second base, and even though Yoshi's not exactly the flash out there on the base paths, he was able to beat it out by probably more than half a step. The Pirates took their lead, David Bednar did the rest, and, you know, yay. But what is worth applauding on a more sustained basis, I believe, and hasn't really been applauded enough is the way that Hayes has responded to that big contract. I can tell you, in a lifetime of covering professional sports, I have seen, I can't tell you how many athletes will put pen to paper and then either, you know, start dogging it like I made it, that's it, I'm set. 
or, and it's hard to discern between these two, feel more pressure as a result of it. Like now I'm the $80 million player. I'm the one that's really supposed to make things happen here. And they can kind of buckle under it a bit, at least at the outset. Hayes has done nothing of the kind. Hayes is currently batting 290 with a 377 on base percentage and a 747 OPS. And the only reason the latter number is down is because you know, the elephant in the room, he still doesn't have a home run. Did you know that? Did you know he hasn't put one over a fence yet? As well as he's hit the ball, he's got 11 doubles and no homers. Now, if you want to start getting worried about that in swinging back to last season, whenever he had the wrist issue and then there was the pause after which it's supposed to come back, meaning the power, you want to see him start pulling the ball. Well, maybe I can put your mind at ease a little bit on that front here. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Going back to Bradenton and spring training, Key was speaking with me really frankly about his wrist and the challenges that he faced in coming back from the injury and how he had to, on one hand, make sure that he's you know, swinging the way he's supposed to swing because then you can hurt yourself further if you don't. And on the other hand, just constantly being aware of it. And he felt like that carried through the offseason with him. But then once he got to spring training, he was able to do what he wanted with the swing, with his approach, and with pulling the ball and getting back to where he was a couple of years ago when he looked like Ted Williams. And you know what I'm talking about in the the coronavirus-shortened season, the two-month season in which he came up in the second month and was just unbelievable. If you look at, and there's a lot of people that look only at this sort of information right now, his exit velocity, his trajectories, his launch angles, where he's hitting the ball on the field, meaning is he pulling it, is he going just to right field, if you only watch a game like last night, you can get a little bit skeptical because he was just going the other way. But he'll also tell you that there are times when he has to go the other way because that's just how he's being pitched because nobody wants to see him pull the ball. When he has, he has struck that ball with authority. This has nothing in common with the way he looked in the second half of last season where the only time he was getting a ball to land somewhere was whenever he would just kind of meekly poke it into right field. That is not the case now. Opponents are cognizant of this. They do not want to give him pitches to hit over the inner half because they fear what he's going to do with it. If you're looking for a comparable here over time, I would recommend 
the Pittsburgh edition of Andrew McCutcheon. Kutch was a lot like this. Kutch had to learn his patience in going the other way because that's where he was being pitched. He learned to stop fighting City Hall when it came to that. That's where he was going to get attacked. That's where he was going to punch back, to use a Clint Hurdleism. But then, once teams realized, hey, Kutch is going to hurt me anywhere, and they were making mistakes and coming back in over the inner half, boom. That's going to come with Hayes. All of the available data suggests it. Everything that you see with your eyes suggests it. And yeah, everything that he says about it suggested. He's feeling very good about where he is at the plate, and he should be. He should be, because it's not a place he's been since before the wrist injury. In the meantime, going three for three with a walk and basically manufacturing your team's winning run in the eighth inning is a heck of an intermission show. You know, he's been really, really good. And I feel like it's worth a cap tip right here and right now to how good he's been, particularly amid how bad the team has been around him. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. Time for J1Q. And today's coming from Sammy, who says, To be fair, Major League Baseball doesn't care about competitive balance, so why should the Pirates owner? He's making cash, probably now, in the billions. And yes, Sammy used billions with a B. Sammy sent this before last night's game, not that I would imagine that anything would have changed Sammy's mind after watching a two-to-one win that was eked out the way that I described, although I probably should have also given a cap tip to JT Brubaker. Been rough on him enough this season. He's been a disappointment. He's been a guy that I've backed. Um, He's starting to look like the better version of himself. We'll see if that continues, but that obviously would be a bright spot for the Pirates. One of the things that makes me cringy a little bit is that when I will criticize the Pirates and I feel that they deserve to be criticized, meaning that I feel like I have not just an opinion justification or an emotional justification, but a factual justification that's right there in black and white that I can quantify. That what will end up happening is a lot of people who don't really follow the team and who just do the obligatory payroll this, nutting that, seven springs this, billions that, they'll jump in and they'll come at me with, oh, nice to see you finally come around to our side of thinking. To which I'll respond every time, side? What side? The side that you want the pirates to fail? Because that's what I was criticizing, that the Pirates were failing. If you're good with that, meaning the Pirates failing, pardon my language here, but what the hell are you doing here? Really, 
What are you following this team for even peripherally? Are they like a reality TV show to you or something where you just get in on the hate whenever the hate is convenient? I'm not talking about you, Sammy. I'm talking about the general person that reacts like this, meaning the side stuff. To me, when I think about taking sides in arguments, I think about politics because that's where politics have just gone to the absolute lowest level of discourse and dialogue in my lifetime, and I don't care which side. Politics have reached the point where you take a position, even if your specific stance on an issue is proven wrong, and I mean conclusively, definitively wrong, you won't slash can't back off it because it's seen as going against your side. You've taken a side, and therefore this is the side you're on. Well, if you're on the side that the pirates are terrible and are never going to win and have this and that. I'll ask it again. What are you doing here? I mean, sports, really, when you get right down to it, are entertainment. They're there for our pleasure, our amusement. They can do some civic good. They can lift our spirits. In Pittsburgh, we take them way more seriously than most, but there's still that. It's still another thing that's supposed to make you, here it comes, wait for it, happy. <laughs> now, you're going to face, in the process of following a team, some devastating losses. Uh, that can happen whether you're following a great team or whether you're following one like this one. But at the end of the day, it's supposed to be a source of enjoyment. It's supposed to be something that makes you smile at least often enough to be worthwhile. If you're hanging around just kind of on the fringe of the headlines and waiting for the pirates to have a Will Craig moment or to get their brains beaten in 18 to 4 by the Cardinals and have a catcher come in and pitch the ninth inning to allow you to at least score a couple. If that's what you're waiting on, and then you just kind of jump in and say to me, nice to see you've come around to our side. Wow, man, I got no use for that. I mean, none whatsoever. As a reporter, as a person, as anything. I'm here to break down, to talk about... uh to poke and prod, to tip the cap, to give credit where due, to point blame where it's earned. I'm not here to take a side like this is politics. Seriously, just no. Ah, let's do another one of these tomorrow and forget that this J1Q ever made it here. Mm -hmm.